is here and welcome again to the Top Knock Podcast. I hope y'all are doing fantastic today. In today's episode, we're going to cover some news, including Microsoft Office and OneNote are coming to the Amazon App Store, so you can use that shit on your Amazon Fire tablet. It's pretty cool. The unicorn, the smallest and closest black hole ever discovered. We're going to be talking about that. And Netflix has a new anime series based on Dota 2 called Dota Dragon's Blood. We're going to be talking about that. Past that, today's episode is all about dragons and black holes. All those space dragons. Today, here on the Top Nog Podcast, let's get into this shit! Alright, so yeah, Microsoft, Office Suite, and OneNote is coming to the Amazon Fire tablets on the Amazon App Store. That means you ain't got to do no side-loading of applications or installing the Google Play Store or anything like that. You don't have to think about it and worry about it. You can just take one of the cheapest and most easily accessible tablets out there and just install the Microsoft Suite and start using these. That's awesome. These tools are the standard for a reason. There's so many other alternatives that you could use that, to be fair, are pretty good. But this is the standard for a reason. And now you can use them on your Fire tablet. All right, now we're going to talk about the currently known smallest black hole in the Milky Way and the closest to our Earth and our solar system, which is nicknamed the Unicorn. This is kind of a little tongue-in-cheek thing because of the constellation it's in, the Monoceros constellation, and also because it's such a unique and weird thing going on. Why is it unique? Well, first off, it's around 1,500 light years away from us, which is, you know, not too close, but a hell of a lot closer than anything we thought. And also, it is so damn small compared to normal black holes. Up until now, the smallest we thought that black holes could get, the smallest one that we had found collectively, not, not we as in the part of group I'm in, but collectively, was about five times the mass of our sun. And that's pretty damn small when dealing with black holes. This one is barely more massive than a neutron star. This thing is around three times the mass of our sun. If this interests you, like if you like this kind of shit and you want to learn more about this little tiny black hole, in the show notes, I will post a link to an article or two about it so you can check it out. And the show notes will be at top-nog.com and look for episode three, show notes. That's where you can find all this shit, all right? Let's keep on moving. All right, and for my last news topic, apparently I'm a little bit behind the curve, but I did not know that this existed until it showed up on my news feed today. So, just in case you too are an uninformed person like myself, Netflix has a new anime series based on Dota 2 called Dota Dragon's Blood. I just recently watched the trailer and looked into a little bit of it. I don't play Dota personally, but this actually looks pretty fucking sweet. It's got medieval combat going on, magic, goddesses, dragons, swords, and sorcery. So hey, I'm fucking sold. I hope it's fucking cool because it looks fucking cool. So yeah. If you haven't seen the trailer, go check out the trailer. If it's on Netflix, I haven't checked yet, but if it is, I'm going to start watching it. So why don't you join in and hell, maybe we can discuss it later. That's it for the news. Let's hit it. All right. Now we're going to be getting into the meat of it, getting into the good shit. We're going to be talking about dragons. 
So I'm just gonna hop right on in here. First off, I just wanna let y'all know I've loved dragons basically forever. I thought they were the coolest fucking shit in the world for a long time and might have believed that they could have been real up until I was in my late teens, early 20s. But hey, don't judge me. Dragons are cool. Don't judge. What is a dragon? Well, a dragon is basically a vaguely serpentine or reptilian, generally flying, mystical, mythical beast. All right, they don't always breathe fire. They don't always follow all these things. Some of them, especially the ones over in Asia, look like snakes and shit like that. All right, so we're gonna talk about all of those. First off, let's talk about what makes a dragon a dragon. They're generally the most powerful creatures. They're basically like dinosaur demigods, if you would. They don't all necessarily follow the European mindset or the Asian mindset, but either way, they are always the strongest mythical beasts out there. Now, in Europe, generally, they were seen as evil, vicious, shit like that. And over in Japan, they were deemed as benevolent. But they all had certain things, you know, there was the, the fangs and the claws and the fact that they were kind of snake-like or reptilian-like and stuff like that. And I'll actually get more into certain parts of those topics as we move through here, okay? Okay, let's continue on. Let's talk about the European shit for a second. Dragons versus wyverns and drakes what's the big fucking deal first off people always want to get all ass hurt about it it's like oh no that's not a dragon it doesn't have four legs the fuck you mean look let's put this in perspective okay fine you might be i guess quote unquote right based on the current whatever thing but you're talking about a mythological creature and let me fucking guarantee you if you saw a big flying motherfucking dragon like thing with wings breathing fire on your ass you would give two shits if it was a quote-unquote wyvern you wouldn't be like oh hey guys don't worry that's not actually a dragon it's just a wyvern it can only kill us half as hard shut up now there's a lot of dispute on some parts of what a drake is but let me break it down for you you know how a wyvern is basically, if you made a dragon smaller, took off the fact that it had four legs and gave it to, basically made a dragon a bat, right? Okay, well a drake is basically if you took a dragon, took off the wings and made it a horse. A vicious, fire-breathing, gigantic, scaly, fanged, clawed horse. That's what a drake is. Now, again, some people might say, oh, well that's not a dragon, and again, I stress to you, if this gigantic, monstrous thing came charging at you, breathing fire, and it didn't have no wings on it, would you really give a shit if it was related to a dragon or an actual dragon? I don't think so. Oh, by the way, sometimes people use the term drake and dragon interchangeably, so there is that. And also, drakes have been used to describe young dragons or things related to dragons but the most concrete definition i could find is basically this terrifying horse thing in all honesty might be even more scary than a full-on fucking dragon okay no it's not dragons are more terrifying basically think of this drakes are dragons that are horses wyverns are dragons that are basically 
shaped like bats. A dragon is just these two put together, bigger and meaner and nastier. As far as someone who's describing mythological creatures and tries to say, hey, that's not a dragon, who the fuck cares if the dragons from Skyrim aren't actual dragons, but wyverns. The next time I hear someone say that, I'm going to slap the taste out their mouth, okay? Okay. Alright, so this one should be fun. I'm going to be playing devil's advocate for myself. Okay, could dragons have ever been real? I'm, I'm like, seriously, if you have a point of view, either share it as a comment on the show notes on the website, or go to the Facebook group page, which is linked also in said show notes, and let me know what you think. What's what's your take on this? Because here, here's the thing. Do I think dragons were real? No, I don't. Did I for a very, very long time? Yes, I did. As far as like why are there no fossilized remains, that's a cool topic, by the way. I'm going to put a little pin in that. We're going to come back to that a little bit later on. Anyway, why would there be no large fossilized remains? Well, there is uh, several things. Um, I was actually recently talking to someone who brought up the fact that, uh, you know, birds have hollow bones. What if dragons had hollow bones and it didn't preserve that right? You know, it didn't preserve that well. What, what happened then? Maybe it just degraded over time. Maybe other animals that have fossilized remains that we've only found parts of their skeleton and just guessed that they were a different type of other creature that we already knew. Maybe that was actually part of a dragon. Who knows? Was it? No. Is it really fucking cool to think it could have been? Yes. I get the appeal. Trust me. It was a really long, hard struggle for me to give up believing in dragons. And I still remember feeling like a fucking idiot when that fucking, what was it? I can't remember where that quote-unquote documentary thing showed up where if dragons are real and like that was so misleading and so messed up like my young dumbass bought wholesale into that just because I wanted to believe so hard who didn't want to believe dragons are real man like seriously that'd be so cool all right so remember when I was talking about the you know why there are no fossilized remains well I'm actually going to use that in this little topic right here why did the universal myth of dragons start? First off, I'm going to have to go back up a little bit to what is a dragon. Like, because this is tying together here. Basically, when people had a mythological creature, we classify creatures together, all right? Creatures. There's like chimeras and unicorns and gorgons and all this shit. And there's so many different variations with gods and stuff like that. Just all throughout mythology. Basically, we took whatever was left that was badass and scaly and sometimes could fly, and we classified them all as dragons. You know, any myth that came to being about something that was kind of scaly and people thought had the big claws and shit, we just call those dragons. That's just what we do, right? Okay, as far as the fossil thing here and why there's quote-unquote dragons all over the world, People didn't know what fossils were a long time ago. And so if you're like an old, old, old civilization and you come across some of these bones, what the fuck are you going to think it is? I'm just saying, if I was one of those Neolithic people and I come across a gigantic skull and a set of wings, I'm going to be like, hey, look at this. It's a fucking dragon. Of course, they wouldn't have the word dragon, but you get my point. Basically, all these creatures came around because either someone had a really vivid imagination or, more than likely, they saw 
these fossilized remains of different creatures. And then they came up with these mythological creatures. And then later on down the road, we all just kind of combined all these different similar creatures under the umbrella of dragon. And that's basically why every culture has dragons. I'm sad to say it, but the fact that every culture has dragons does not prove the dragons were real. They weren't, man. It hurts me too, but yeah. Now we're going to be talking about dragons used as a symbol. How I was mentioning before, how we basically took anything that was super badass and scaly and called it a dragon. And how in European mythology, dragons were often depicted as evil. Well, that actually ties a lot into the fact that the dragon has been used, um, well, one of the most obvious ones, as representation for the devil, like called the dragon. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, can't really can't really say much more than that. But since most of Europe at that time was some form of Christian, and they used to use you know dragons as representation for Satan, you know, then that's why, really, like that. That's why. Um, and then stories that spun off of that, like Beowulf, the dragon was evil. And so all these tales about evil dragons became such a common thing. They weren't evil everywhere. In fact, in certain parts of Asia, and there's other countries, but Asia is like the most well-known, and I use the umbrella term. It's basically the Chinese dragon, according to what I know. I'm not going to claim to be the expert of the etymology of the term of dragons, Okay. I'm just gonna just gonna put that out there, but the Chinese style of dragon, the basically long, winding, mystical serpent, is typically a very benevolent force. Like dragons are considered, you know, good luck and just generally good. But dragons are used as a symbol, and whether for good or evil, dragons do represent a symbol of power, awe-inspiring might because they're seen as so formidable and for good fucking reason i mean have you seen some of these things in fact i've done the similar thing myself where i'm you know calling something a quote-unquote dragon but throughout history things that are just considered terrifying or stupidly strong or powerful or mystical have been referred to as dragons. I, I get that. That's why, again, the whole Skyrim thing, you might notice I like Skyrim. The quote-unquote dragons that people say are wyverns, I think the point is meant that they are so terrifyingly strong, so much stronger than so many other things in the universe, that these are dragons. Now, for more information about the tropes of dragons, I would like to actually point you to a YouTube channel called Overly Sarcastic Productions and their whole video called Trope Talk Dragons. It's really fucking cool. Also, if you just want to read something that'll scratch that dragon itch, this is very mainstream, but the Inheritance Saga, you know, the Aragon, Inheritance, Brissinger, those... Those are a really good read if you just want to, you know, get at that dragon itch, but you don't want anything too super duper hard. It's got the swords and sorcery and all that shit. It's pretty fucking cool. I also recommend any of the books by Anne McCaffrey. She has a lot of books about dragons. Um, they're all pretty fucking fantastic, so give those a read. All right, now for a book that I cannot exactly recommend because I haven't started reading it just yet, 
but I'm going to as soon as I can get it from Amazon. And that is going to be Here There Be Dragons by James A. Owen. It seems to be a pretty fun book, and the reason I think it's going to be a fun book is because the author put a little fan service for people like you and me that love fantasy. Hey, that's going to be pretty fucking cool. I mean, legit, one of the main characters is the author J.R.R. Tolkien. Like, bro. So I'm going to be reading this. And, of course, I'll put links to all the stuff in the show notes as per usual. I think I've said show notes so many times. I apologize. All right, now we're going to be talking about what I like to call space dragons, or rather, black holes. And this, my first installment in a segment that I want to start doing called Horrifying Things in Outer Space. And I think space dragon is an appropriate term for these things. All right, so black holes. What is a black hole? Well, let me tell you. A black hole is a point in space where the gravity has gotten so strong and so powerful that it gets squeezed in this tiny little itty bitty spot and it sucks everything into it. Not even light can escape it. The reason this is terrifying, you know, because not even light can escape this shit is because not even light can escape this shit. Like it'll pull everything into itself and squash it and it's called a spaghettification Basically, anything goes into it, gets chewed up, squished, and is not there anymore. It gets turned into fucking energy. Gamma rays. Now, because light doesn't come out of a black hole, we cannot see them with traditional means. They are essentially invisible to the naked eye. They don't reflect light. And since they don't reflect light, we have to use special equipment to be able to actually, quote-unquote, see them, to find out where they are. That's the general definition of what a black hole is. There's a whole lot of sci-fi stuff like you know a wormhole to another dimension and no 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 that's that's that who knows but that seems kind of silly you know what i mean but i'm not a you know astrophysicist i'm i'm not that kind of kind of guy so i don't know but i do know that they're absolutely fucking terrifying but it's not the worst of it. They also have a whole nother level of shit to just freak me the fuck out. And that is roaming black holes. Now, roaming black holes are incredibly terrifying because as their name implies, they are roaming. So they're just moving around like, what? And not only that, but you know, they're basically invisible unless they're sucking in shit around them. So if there was one that was, you know, outside of any immediate area where stuff was say right outside the solar system or something maybe they could see it but the possibility of there being a black hole that close that we can't see is absolutely unsettling like no i don't want to deal with that um according to a couple articles that i read astronomers and scientists have identified around 13 of these massive wandering black holes now they're not super close but keep in mind we can't see them directly so who's to say that there isn't one close to us okay yeah so now let's talk about how black holes actually form from what we know most black holes form from a really large dying star that explodes in what's called a supernova. Now, smaller stars don't become black holes. It has to be a very large star. So these supermassive stars explode into a supernova, which then the star compresses in and implodes on itself into making this tiny point with all this gravity. And then as a black hole absorbs more matter, it can become 
become larger or basically more massive, more dense, and its event horizon or point of no return will get bigger and bigger. So you can you can see that's a little bit of an issue. But the cool thing, well, the weird thing, is according to what we know, it would actually take longer than the universe's apparent actual age for some of these black holes to have become the size that they are. And we still don't know how that happened. They have theories, but we haven't figured out how exactly that is the case. Now, black holes can collide with each other as a thing that happens. And of course, you know, they absorb neutron stars and regular stars, and they do get all this matter. But it's just crazy to think that we don't know how some of these black holes got this large. The fact that there are so many different sizes, the fact that there's so many supermassive black holes, the fact that there are roaming black holes, we don't know exactly how they all formed to the point that they are at. We know, well, we can hypothesize. We essentially know how black holes typically form. That's about all we know about the process. Yeah. Speaking of black holes forming, there is one cool, scary, terrifying, awesome thing that black holes tend to do or tend to have when they first form. And that is when all the material of the star begins to fall into the point of the black hole. It shoots off a bright burst of gamma radiation. Gamma ray bursts will output in a few seconds about the same amount of energy as our sun will during its entire lifetime. That is fucking crazy. And it shoots off from the... Okay, from either side of a black hole. So it shoots off opposite directions, this big burst of gamma rays. Now, what scares me is what if these are pointed our way? And what does this mean for later on during space travel? Because it will be a thing that becomes commonplace. Unless the world destroys itself, unless we just wreck it, obliterate the Earth, we will eventually reach a point where we become interstellar. So what do these random sporadic gamma ray bursts mean for that? I don't know, man. I don't know. But this is actually part of why I call black holes the dragons of outer space. Black holes are not scaly. They're not reptilian, but they are awe-inspiring to the point of being damn near mythological beasts. They're incredibly powerful. Instead of fire, they breathe gamma rays. If you ask me, that's more terrifying, but they're gigantic. They're mysterious. They're super powerful. They spit out waves of energy. So if you ask me, a black hole is definitely worthy of the classification of a dragon. And I'd be willing to say much more terrifying than a dragon. If I had to pick between a mythological European dragon, or even like the um, Japanese mythological dragon, what is it, the Orochi? Basically like essentially another version of the Hydra kind of. But anyway, either one of those. Hell, against a elder black dragon from D&D, a horde of them, or one super massive black hole, I'd take the dragons and take my chances. Like, bro, no. Think about that. Dragons from history, or rather mythology, that can considered apocalyptic level events, forces of nature, fundamental forces of universal destruction. That's a black hole, man. Yeah, so feel free. Um, the term probably exists already, but feel free to use that term. The dragon of outer space, black holes. I guess we can call roaming black holes wyverns. <laughs>
I don't know, man. But yeah, fucking scary. Now, I realize that in this episode, I have skimmed over some of these topics and I went, didn't go too far into all the specifics and all the super close details, all the fine details of everything. But we can continue this conversation either, like I said, either in the comments on the uh, blog, you know, at top-nog.com or in the Facebook group page that I made. You can join me either place. Get in touch with me if you like. We can continue talking about this. If in case you can't tell, I'm more used to the YouTube layout. We can have a conversation very easily. I'm trying to figure out still how to do that on a podcast. All right. But I will continue to improve and I will continue to find ways that we can have more in-depth and interesting discussions later on in the future. Let me know what you think. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day, you awesome motherfucker. Doc out. I'd rather be a dreamer, I'd rather be a dreamer.